Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, Director of Advancement here at the college, and we want to thank you for joining us as we continue in our series, which we have titled Our Calling. The mission statement for Dallas Christian College states that we educate and mentor students to be people of influence, engaging in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. And helping students find their God-giving, God-given calling is a crucial part of their spiritual growth experience here at DCC. And this series is an opportunity for you, our listener, to hear from our faculty, some of our department chairs and coaches, as they are the ones on the front lines who are helping our students identify their calling in life. Today, we're pleased to welcome the president of Dallas Christian College, Dr. Brian Smith. Dr. Smith has served as president since 2014 and has led DCC through some pivotal seasons. Obviously, the the COVID pandemic was a challenge, and most recently, uh, we've experienced some very significant periods of enrollment growth. And so it's going to be great to hear, again, his vision and passion for not only DCC, but for Christian higher education. And helping to facilitate our discussion is the head of DCC's Practical Ministries Department, Dr. Eddie Sanders. So, Dr. Sanders, I'm going to turn it over to you today for this episode of Our Calling. Thanks. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. So we're just going to jump in. And Brian, what's uh, what are you passionate about? What what got you to DCC? I know God is the answer, but uh, yeah. so yeah, as we explore our calling, it's it's your work, God's work, and and where your passion lies. So please share. Wow. Yeah, I uh, have been in higher education for approximately twenty years now, and. I'm not sure if I imagined uh, this all the way back 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, By the time I was in middle school, high school, I knew I was an academically focused sort of guy and, and definitely liked education in general. But um, in high school, as part of a Christ in Youth conference, I uh, decided to give my life to uh, vocational ministry. Um, but at that time, didn't have uh, where I am now and serving in higher education as a uh, as a as a direct focus or anything. But I knew I was the kind of person that probably wanted to pursue um, more advanced education and that sort of thing. And but didn't really have a clear sense of what that looked like. And um, you know, considered and and in many ways still consider. Uh, you know, ser- serving Jesus across the globe somewhere, and uh, and still wonder uh, what will g- uh, God will do with me uh, in my life. But so far, it's been uh, in higher education uh, for twenty years. So, um, for me, I think uh, if I could boil down my passions, and there there are many of them, uh, but in terms of uh, my calling, I think for me it is, and this might sound a little bit. Uh, cliche, I hope it doesn't, but really if it's not about accomplishing the Great Commission, taking the gospel to all nations, at least indirectly, directly is better, but at least indirectly, I I have trouble caring that much about it. And I think that Christian higher education is one of those places that combines my interest and love of education, just in and of itself, with the ability to mobilize um, Workers for the harvest, people that will help uh, bring about the taking of the gospel to all nations, expanding the kingdom of God. Um, 
I am just so deeply passionate about uh, watching, especially young people, but people of all ages and, and second career people and those that discover a calling to uh, ministry and, and related areas later uh, in life and all of the above uh, to understand that God can use them in every sector and every uh, every area of uh, society uh, with every vocational interest uh, that above all it's about uh, helping to raise up those people to uh, accomplish what God has for them so yeah <laughs> that kind of boils it down maybe <laughs> yeah maybe. yeah thanks no and that's been very obvious. In a parent in my seven years of working with you here, when you use the word education, what's behind that for you? Yeah, I think um, a little bit of uh, of it is that uh, I, I'm a nerd and and I like learning for the sake of learning. I think it's fun. I, I love reading. I, I love learning. And uh, but to take that a lot deeper for education. For me, what I've experienced, what I try to do with my children and with students and anybody else I encounter is it's it's that holistic development where one is becoming who God wants them to be spiritually, emotionally, mentally, intellectually, all of the above. I, I think the best education takes into account the whole person as defined by a biblical worldview. And I think that education that doesn't do that is uh, ultimately reductionist and missing something or more than one something uh, that makes it highly inadequate. And I think when you contrast, for example, uh, Christian education of any kind, um, but especially Christian higher education, um, with other approaches to education, uh, you end up with a very different both input and output. Uh, And that's that we believe in in caring for and developing the whole person coming coming alongside you know God the Father through the work of the Spirit, of course through, through the work of the Word of God in their lives, but really helping um, people of all ages and uh, become who they can be holistically, and that's what it's always been for me too. The best education I've got in some cases didn't happen in a classroom. Oh sure, it's mentors and just at the right time that person saying that right piece of advice that that makes you, oh, okay, now I know where I need to go, what I need to do, especially in times of crisis, you get quite an education. So it comes in all forms, but it's always multifaceted. Yes, and the the theme I'm hearing is discipleship. Yep, that's what it really is, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, and and we could spend a whole episode on this, but it, it really is unfortunate that in the West, education has become separated from discipleship because so many of the, the, the schools in the United States especially were founded right. as Christian institutions, and it shifted to a variety of things. And so at DCC, discipleship is a crucial component. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's not changing anytime soon. No, and, and in fact, I would have uh, dreams and aspirations of it becoming ever more central to our mission. I mean, we, we use words like mentoring; it's in our mission statement. But you know, uh, what we mean by that is uh, a significant piece of discipleship. We mean the whole person bringing everything under the dominion of Christ in everything that they do, and doing our education that way, the way that we pursue our mission, the way that we teach everything, uh, ultimately about 
making disciples who then make disciples. Um, that's us not only following the greatest commandments, but also uh, the Great Commission. Yes, yeah, so share a little of your calling. How did yeah. 20 years ago God's working <laughs> move you, get you here and other places? Yeah. What did that look like? Man, um, I, I think like most people, uh, a good bit of it is is fairly accidental. It's opportunities present themselves um, that are, you know, maybe done by human hands, but God's hands, you know, working behind the scenes, you know. For example, I, I, uh, I can uh, blame some of my higher education on an early mentor of mine whose name is uh, Tony Buchanan. He was the VP of academics at Florida Christian College where I went for my undergraduate education, he got me involved in accreditation work by inviting me to be a student representative uh, on a committee that was looking at the criteria by which all Christian colleges and universities in the Association for Biblical Higher Education would be, you know, um, judged, uh, essentially. Um, And I realized that uh, though today I I don't – quite have the same interest in doing accreditation work as I once did, uh, it got me started. It, it, it helped me fall in love with the overall mission and movement of Christian higher education. To quote a previous president of ABHE, Ralph Enlow, um, our Bible colleges and seminaries and Christian universities are uh, products of and catalysts for spiritual movements. That's what we are. We're not just institutions. Uh, we are places that... Um, bring about the gospel and we're results of the gospel being preached too. We're, we're both. And so, uh, so something as simple as getting invited on a committee opened me up to a world of seeing, Oh, wow, look what in this case schools are doing across North America, United States and Canada in this case, uh, in all different pockets of society from schools that serve, serve Korean populations to African-American focused schools to inner city schools to, you know, all of the above, and, and but very missionally focused schools. And understanding that there was a big, um, I could have a big impact personally, not only because of my interest in education, but that I can be a part of those people that raise up leaders um, that can lead the church and organizations uh, going forward. Uh, I don't know how well articulated I would have been back then about that, but um, that's a big part of it. For, for me, um, I get excited about impact, personal impact, but also does the work I do impact um, things that then have an exponential impact? I get excited about things that are exponential. Um, and I think Christian higher education does have an exponential impact. It affects generations, and it creates leaders that will impact thousands each. And I get excited about that. It's not just one-on-one, although I love one-on-one evangelism and discipleship. That's a big part part of it. I like being part of an enterprise that, that um, has exponential effects and impacts. And so, for example, fast-forwarding all the way to DCC, I mean— you know, with our hundreds and thousands of alumni and former students, each of those have impacted hundreds and thousands themselves, uh, probably putting our impact of a relatively small school in the millions. And that's what I get excited about. And it was it was neat to see early on that I could have that kind of impact um, through something that I loved anyway, but that also could have a big gospel impact. And since then, at all the institutions I've been at, seeing the kind of uh, not only the impact of the faculty and staff, but the graduates that end up doing amazing things for the kingdom of God. And I just love being part of that. It's pretty great. 
Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Part of our DNA here is something many of us have experienced similar to your experience with Tony Buchanan yeah. of a leader, a vice president, a mm-hmm. professor, being involved in a student's life and and moving them along or asking the right question, and that's just so pivotal. And I think that's what we do here. Yeah. And, yep. and Yeah, we love it. Yeah, we love it. You recorded our first podcast in November of 2020. <laughs> We're still trying to navigate through the pandemic. You shared some challenges and opportunities that Christian College were facing back then. Those have certainly morphed and shifted a little bit. Has there been any unexpected events since then that you didn't see that you'd want to share now and how that might direct where we're going over the next decade? Yeah. So um, I guess on the good side, I would say that uh, I don't know if November 2020 that I was terribly optimistic about um, Christian higher education as an industry, at least. I was very optimistic about what God was going to do through and out out of the pandemic. And um, so on the positive side, for example, uh, we had enrollment stability and ultimately growth in those following years, which is just weird. Um, and, and I attribute that nearly 100%, if not 100%, to we decided the best thing we could do is pray for more workers for the harvest, and the Lord sent them. Um, and that doesn't mean there weren't many challenges and there there still have been. I think I I don't remember exactly what I said of course, but you know there was there was questions about, you know, the economy and gift income and and that stayed fairly stable and our donors have been very generous and in some ways we've grown in in in, in what we've experienced in their generosity and um you know, uh we've we've experienced some cultural shifts that have been challenging and yet the Lord has seen fit to help us weather those pretty well. And in some ways, I think we're thriving more than we were November 2020. Um, that doesn't mean there aren't plenty of challenges ahead, but I think that there's there's uh, you know a lot going on. And in in some ways, coming through that season, um, it was a time of uh, reflection for many of us, all of us. Uh, where out of that, we had some conclusions. Uh, uh, the, those uh, listeners of the podcast have no doubt heard that we have. You know, even a capital campaign called the Now Campaign, and uh, that comes out of partially some conviction by several of us as we were talking about what does the Lord have for us in this next season. And essentially, what bubbled to the surface was this conviction that now is the time to raise up leaders more than ever. When you look at cultural crises and culture wars and uh, political concerns and wars, and you know, just insert any trouble in the world. Um, I became more and more convinced over the last couple of years that um, in each of those situations, if you could insert one or 10 or 100 more DCC graduates or graduates of similar schools into those situations or people impacted by those graduates, those situations would be vastly better. Um, so – you know, the, one, the best way to address evil in the world is the gospel, and that will always be true. And you need people to influence uh, like that. And so um, I think in some ways I didn't fully appreciate the reflective time that that was to help us step back and say, okay, Lord, 
What do we do? Who do we become? Now, I'll tell you, I still don't have it all figured out, and the Lord hasn't seen fit to share his full plans with me. And yet I've seen some <laughs> exciting ways in which he, in the last six months, for example, give or take, has brought forward all kinds of opportunities for us to consider uh, having a bigger impact on a global scale. Um, uh, things more in the in 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 the global missions area and having in, impact in areas such as uh, really mobilizing uh, many of our students that are, for example, student athletes that uh, do and can um, really become a great force of influence and discipleship in their future vocations, um, and and serving the church in ways that we didn't expect before, and j- j- just countless ways like that that are that are that have come up that I didn't fully appreciate or expect. Yeah, thanks. As our time's wrapping up here, one final question, then I'll turn it back over to Scott after you're done. Lots of cultural shifts going on, lots of challenges. Let's say there's a student in eastern Oklahoma. They've uh, attended a university or or they're in high school somewhere out west, and they say, this is just not lining up with who I am. Or Mm -hmm. or maybe there's a donor that looks at an organization going through some mission drift. What would would you say to them from your heart? (laughs) First of all, I would say that uh, eight years ago, we actually read a book called Mission Drift, And we intentionally went through a process of finding ways in which we maybe had inadvertently drifted a little bit and have made sure over the last few years, our board, our leadership, our alumni, to make sure that we're as dead on mission as we can be. And what that means is we're the kind of place that above all pledges our allegiance to Christ and to his church. And um, we hold firm on... um, the biblical worldview when it comes to social issues and issues from from sexuality to anything else you can imagine as those hot button issues and so you know a person who maybe feels out of place in another kind of institution here would find a place that is welcoming it is a place that doesn't seek to indoctrinate you and teach you what to think but we will teach you how to think and study independently biblically and come to the conclusions uh, that the Word of God wants you to come to. Um, we try not to be arrogant about that, to be a place that is friendly and open to multiple cultures and backgrounds, and yet is absolutely centered on the truth of Scripture and uh, what would sometimes perhaps be called conservative theology, you know, in the sense of uh, we take the Bible seriously and the claims of Jesus seriously and uh, all of the uh, issues that come with that. And so, uh, a person that's looking for some, uh, an institution centered wholly on Jesus and the Word of God and his mission that he's given to the church uh, to take the gospel to all nations, we're the place for you. That's excellent. Thank you for sharing, President Smith, and thank you, Dr. Sanders, for uh, facilitating this discussion. I, I would encourage our listeners maybe to go back to that very first episode in November of 2020. Uh, you'll hear both President Smith and our uh, Vice President for Academics at that time, Dr. John Derry, who also served as uh, president here at DCC for a time period. But they they are sharing, along with Mark Worley, some of their uh, you know ideas of, of where Christian higher education is right now and where it's going. It'd be interesting to uh, to compare some of that and see uh, see where we are now. 
uh, in this year of 2023. But if what you've uh, listened to today has piqued your interest or if God is maybe calling you to check out Dallas Christian College, we encourage you to do that by going to our website at www.dallas.edu. In addition, uh, there was mention of the NOW campaign, and if you'd like to learn more about how you can partner with us by praying with us here at DCC, as well as participating uh, financially, you can go to our website, www.dallaspartners.org, and there you can find more about uh, how you can help fund student scholarships or even support our facilities initiatives that include the Worley Student Life Center. One other quick announcement as a plug, President Smith shared his passion for taking the gospel to all nations. And uh, this coming fall, uh, Dallas Christian College is going to participate in the International Conference on Missions and be heavily involved in that in Oklahoma City. That's in November of 2023. You can go to uh, the ICOM website, and it's theicom, T-H-E-I-C-O-M.org, and you can learn more about that. And then for our listening alumni, Dallas Christian College is having an alumni mission trip in June of this year. Uh, We're taking a group to Guatemala and do some work with uh, a couple of our missionaries down there. You can learn more about that trip by checking out the Dallas Christian College alumni Facebook page or contacting Carla Cool here at the college. But in the meantime, pray that you've been blessed by what you've heard today. Take care, have a great week, and we'll catch you next time on the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast.